Hi, and welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast, either as a book club discussion with a beloved YA author, or a look at two excellent backlist YA books for your TBR. I'm Eric Smith, and today I'm joined by Aiden Thomas, author of the upcoming and highly anticipated novel, Cemetery Boys. Hey! <laughs> Hi! So yeah, today brings you uh, two great books from the young adult backlist, uh, books that are at least a year old from both me and Aiden. Uh, yeah, so welcome. Thanks. I'm so excited to be doing this. Uh, when you hit me up, I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and Cemetery Boys? Yeah, um, so I am a trans Latinx writer who's currently living in Portland, Oregon, (laughs) but I grew up in Oakland, California, and uh, Cemetery Boys is my debut novel coming out September 1st, so very soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting and terrifying. (laughs) It's a uh, contemporary paranormal fantasy about a trans boy named Yadriel who is trying to prove to his family that he's a brujo. He decides in order to do that, he's going to summon the spirit of his cousin, Miguel, who died under mysterious circumstances, and his plan is to release him to the afterlife. Uh, Unfortunately, he ends up summoning the spirit of Julian Diaz, who is the resident bad boy of his high school. The two of them have to work together to find out what happened to Yadriel's cousin and what happened to Julian's friends the night he was killed. And as they go about trying to solve these mysteries, Yadriel ends up developing feelings for Julian, and that complicates everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I love it. I love love messy complicated romances uh involving pet like I, I like i remember when i first heard about your book i thought about uh timekeeper by tara sim when when yeah when calls for the the ghost clock ghost spirit <laughs> so yes I'm, yeah I'm, totally like it's very complicated <laughs> yes i'm so excited for this to be out and about and and publishing such a weird place like i know cemetery boys is like your your second book right like you have a first one yeah so you have another your first one publishes like next year like what what is, what is the deal there yeah, it's super strange. Um, <laughs> so the first book that I actually sold to Spoon and Macmillan is called Lost in the Neverwoods. And Cemetery Boys was my option book. But once I wrote the first draft, my team was like, okay, we should make Cemetery Boys your day. <laughs> I agree because I'm madly in love with it. But yeah, Lost in the Neverwoods is going to be out in March of 2021. And uh, that one is a dark contemporary reimagining of Peter Pan. And it uh, takes place after the events of like the original story. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Wendy lives in a small coastal town of Astoria, Oregon. And when she was little, she and her brothers went missing in the woods. Wendy was eventually found, but there was no trace of her brothers except for their blood under her fingernails. And now on her 18th birthday, kids in her small town are starting to go missing again. And everyone's kind of looking at Wendy. And then... Later that night, she finds a boy lying unconscious in the middle of the road, a boy named Peter Pan, who is supposed to be just this made up person from her bedtime stories. And Peter tells her that he knows what happened to her and her brothers and what's been snatching the kids in town. And um, in order for her to find her brothers and to rescue the missing kids, Wendy has to confront what's waiting for her in the woods. Oh my goodness, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and wow, so wait, the Cemetery Boys is September and this is March? Yeah. 
So it's like what six months. Wow, you're gonna be so you're gonna be so busy. I know it's kind of wild. Oh my goodness! Well, that is that is awesome. I'm excited for for readers to get a hold of those books. So uh, so yeah, let's dig into some of those backlist picks. Um, but before we get to our picks, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Now That I Found You by Christina Forrest with Fierce Reads. Called Tons of Fun to Read by Hello Giggles and a Perfect Pitch Rom-Com by Maureen Gu, author of Somewhere Only We Know, Now That I Found You is a super sweet romantic comedy that will make you swoon. 18-year-old Evie Jones is poised to be Hollywood's next big star until a close friend's betrayal leads to her being blacklisted. Fortunately, Evie knows just how to save her career, an appearance with America's most beloved actress, her grandma, Gigi. The only problem? Gigi's disappeared. With time running out and her comeback on the line, Evie enlists the help of the last person to see Gigi before she vanished, Milo Williams, a cute musician Evie isn't sure she can trust. And that is Now That I Found You by Christina Forrest with Fierce Reads. Okay, so uh, Aiden, why don't you go first? Yeah, so one that I have been like madly in love with is Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendar Blake. Mm-hmm. And that one is really fun. It's super creepy. It's about a boy who is a ghost hunter, basically. And uh, he finds this ghost taking up residence in this old creepy house. And her name is Anna. And it turns into him trying to solve the mystery of like why she's a ghost and why she's so particularly violent. And he's supposed to be like this ghost hunter. But then he starts getting feelings for Anna. So it's kind of <laughs> a similar vein for Cemetery Boys. Mm-hmm. When I was working on Cemetery Boys, I wanted to like consume as much other YA books that had ghosts in them just to kind of see what rules they used and how they kind of integrated that into the world building, which was surprisingly difficult. I was had a really I was like, why is it so hard to find like YA ghost stories? But then when I found Anna dressed in blood on Goodreads, I was so excited and During this, it was kind of when I was working on Cemetery Boys, I think right after I wrote the first draft, and a friend of mine gifted me a campsite at Mount Hood for the weekend to like decompress after writing. Yeah, it was really awesome. So I uh, drove up there (laughs) with just me and my dog Ronan, and I decided to bring Anna Justin Blood along with me. And it was... (laughs) It was such a bad choice, Eric. <laughs> like, <laughs> I regretted it so much because I was like, I arrived, you know, during the daytime. And I was like, oh, this is fine. I like set up our campsite and I had like a hammock that I like strung up. And I was like, I just sleep outside with my dog. It's not a big deal. And but I was like alone in the woods up <laughs> in a mountain. My dog is terrified of everything. <laughs> so it's not like he's like some protector or something like that. And so like it got dark out and I was still reading it. And I got totally spooked and I couldn't sleep outside. So I like slept in the back of my SUV with my dog and I was up like all night. It was bad. I was totally freaked out. That is amazing. I I hope Kendar Blake reaches out to use that as like a blurb on like a future reissue of the book. Totally. Just put your whole thing right there. (laughs) So that was, yeah, that was a horrible choice, but the book is so good. It's so creepy and like, well done. I love it. (laughs) That's awesome. Let me see. So for my backlist pick, so this week there was some like publishing news that got me excited. I mean, there's publishing news every week that gets me excited, (laughs) but like uh, in this case, I saw that Kristen Bashara sold a new book. Uh, and I've definitely talked about Kristen in like past episodes because like her, her debut relativity was like one of my favorite YAs. Um, yeah. So here's the blip. The news said, uh, 
said, uh, more couch at Holiday House has acquired in a preempt YA fantasy Vial of Tears by Kristen Bashara, inspired by her family stories and her grandfather's collection of pneumatic, well, so, so number driven <laughs> antiques is what it is. <laughs> That's an impossible word to say. <laughs> uh, unearthed in the mountains of Lebanon. Uh, an ancient coin transports Lebanese American sisters Sam and Rima to the Phoenician underworld where they are caught in the machinations of deities, shapeshifters, and ghouls, and where the only escape may be to kill the god of death himself. I love that. So yeah, I was really excited because I haven't seen a Kristen Bashar book since 2013. And two, like her book also sounds like a total book for you too. Like off to kill the God of death. It sounds like an Aiden book. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, that sounds so cool. So, uh, and so yeah. So with relativity, um, when I was like getting into YA again as an adult, I read like an early copy of this in like 2012. Mm. And in relativity, we meet this girl named Ruby who like is pretty miserable about her life as is. And but her problems are very, I don't know, they're kind of like boring, like not real problem problems, right? Like she doesn't really get yeah. along with her sister, like the boy she likes doesn't really like her. But she discovers this like portal in a tree. It's like this weird dimension jumping machine inside the tree. She figures out how to work it. And it takes her to parallel worlds where she starts to have the things she wants in each new world that she jumps mm. to. Like in one world, her mom is alive again. Uh, in another world, the boy likes her, but the mom isn't there. Oh, wow. In another world, the sibling doesn't exist anymore. Like, uh, so there are all these things that, like, seem great, but then other things are missing and she's not actually happy. And, like, you know, along the way, she learns, like, you know, maybe my life is actually good the, the way yeah. it is. Maybe I should want all these things. Um, and it's like a really lovely, like, quiet sci fi novel, which are kind of hard to find. Um, that's more about, like, the family and the relationships. D- dimension jumping tree machine almost doesn't get better. <laughs> uh, and I wish more people had read it. I think it's really great. And hopefully with this new book coming out, more people will uh, will discover it. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Especially yeah. I love books that kind of focus on like family and relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. And so having that sci-fi twist, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. It was super fun. Yeah. What about you? What's another another backlist pick from you? So another one, which I'm like just madly obsessed with, and it's one of the books. I have like a small stack of books that I just keep by my bed as like a oh, security blanket. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, like, one of them is, like, The Song of Achilles, but, like, the one that I want to talk about is um, When the Moon Was Ours by Anna Marie McLemore. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I found When the Moon Was Ours while I was browsing aisles at Powell's, like, three years ago. Yeah, because I live, like, eight minutes from Powell's. Oh, that's awesome. So I spend a lot of time just kind of getting lost like very literally that place is huge (laughs) um and it was the first book i had ever come across with a trans character and the fact that it was by a latinx writer and that there was like magical realism it just blew my mind i bought it immediately (laughs) like (laughs) um i like flipped open to like the first couple of pages i'm not someone who flips to the back i have friends who will go and read the last page and (gasps) it's the most horrible Terrifying thing I have to witness in my life. And they do it all the time. I hate it. <laughs> Ooh, no. Yeah. But I just, all of AM's books are so stunning. They have the most beautiful prose, and reading their books feels and sounds like a song. Like, I don't know how to explain it other than just that. They're unlike anything I've ever read before. They're beautiful, stunning, and absolutely heart wrenching. And when the moon was ours, it was so important to me. People are always like, well, when's the first time you ever like saw yourself in a book? And as like a queer trans Latinx person, like I've never 
fully seen myself like in mm-hmm. a book ever. But when the moon was ours was earth shatteringly close. <laughs> like, you know, it was the first time that I ever really felt that. And the story is just, I don't want to give anything away, but it is, it's so beautiful. Anytime when people are like, oh, well, what's like a, a good book, especially like a good feel, like a feel good book with like magic. I'm like, you have to read When the Moon Was Ours. It's so good. Oh, yeah. And like all of Anna's books read just like, they all read like a, like a poem you want to like bite into, you know, like, yes. wild, like wild beauty is just like this, such a like a lush, like gorgeous book. Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely stunning. Like. Anne's mind is just like a beautiful. I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> I've met them a couple of times, and each time I'm just like, okay, don't geek out, don't geek out. <laughs> you're normal. <laughs> but I just want to be like gushing the whole time. <laughs> oh, their books are so good. So good. So let me see. Uh, so for my second backlist pick, so I wanted to try to think of like a read alike for Cemetery Boys, but mm. like that's really hard because you have like this unique and beautiful book. I mean, <laughs> how, how dare you? It's hard to come up with stuff. But like one book that sprang to mind was uh, Beth Revis's like Give the Dark My Love, which is like, yeah, it's a little more high fantasy. Um, and it also feels a little weird to call it a backlist title because I feel like it came out yesterday, but like <laughs> it published in 2018. Um, and so in the in the book, uh, we meet two teens who find themselves very taken with one another in the middle of a plague that's sweeping the countryside and they're wrestling to mm. study a way to cure it. So right here we have like some of my favorite YA catnip, like love when there's absolutely no time for it because the world is ending. Totally. We have a plague, we have magic. And then there's this like sprinkle of necromancy because when one of them thinks it's the only way to stop the plague, uh, they end up fighting for themselves uh, and for each other uh, because that's just, you can't do that. That's forbidden magic. It's not allowed. Mm. And it's just, uh, it's just so good in the way that like all of Beth's novels are with like, (laughs) like all of her books have like just epic world building and then just like big hearted romances and everything else is just pushed to the side. And I, I love it. Like across the universe, like I I couldn't get enough of that series. Yes, I love across the universe. So I was absolutely shocked that I ha- like that. Give the dark my love hasn't like come on my radar. But after hearing about it, I am so excited to check it out. Especially oh, yeah, with necromancy, good. I'm like heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a duology too. So the the second book awesome. came out last year. So yeah, it's like one of those you can get the whole thing now, which is nice. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm super into that. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it for our our quick little show here. Um, so really quick, I just want to thank the sponsors for making today's episode possible. Uh, you can follow me at Eric Smith Rocks on Twitter and Instagram. But Aiden, where can everyone find you and, and where can they get your book? Yeah, so I am on Twitter. My handle is Aiden Schmaden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy. I didn't know that I was supposed to have like a professional like author handle when I first started doing this stuff. <laughs> so I feel really silly every time I'm on a panel. They're like, okay, now everyone like, what's your social media? And everyone's like, first name, last name, last name. And then I'm like, it's uh, Aiden Schmaden. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on Twitter and I'm on Instagram. I also have a website, which is Aiden-Thomas, which you can find out pretty much everything about me and my books. And Cemetery Boys comes out September 1st. And I am running a a really cool pre-order campaign where if you submit your uh, pre-order receipt or a library request, you can get five tarot-inspired character cards and a signed book plate and uh, 50 U.S. entrants will get a uh, limited edition Cemetery Boys pin and 
Everything has been designed by Mars Lauterbaugh, who is my cover artist. So everything matches really beautifully. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, so definitely take advantage of that. I would love to give readers free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, and thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. And uh, yeah, so uh, everyone listening, we'll see you again next week for the main podcast. Until then, happy reading. Happy reading.